Let's stand to our feet. Malachi chapter number three. Malachi chapter number three. We're going to start reading at verse number eight. You can turn to your Bibles. If not, it's up there on the screen. Malachi chapter number three, starting at verse number eight. It says, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But you say, Well, how have we robbed you? And the Lord says, You've robbed me in tithing, in tithes, and offerings. So because you've robbed me in tithes and offerings, verse number nine says, You're cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me even this whole nation. So the scripture says, bring ye all. Somebody say all. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. That there may be meat in mine house and prove me now. Herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven. How many want a blessing from the Lord? How many want a blessing there's not even room enough to receive? God says, if you would do this, then I'll do this. He said, prove it. Prove me. Pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive. But he's not done yet, verse number 11. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Has anybody ever felt like you just don't have enough? Seems like once it comes in, it just goes right back out. It seems like there's just never enough. You can't work enough hours. You can't scrape up enough pennies. He said, if you would do your part, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And he should not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. I'm going to help somebody today. I'm going to help many of you today, actually. Learn how to open up the windows of heaven in your life. Lord, we give you glory. We give you praise. We thank you, O oh God. Speak to us right now. This is your church. These are your people. We are your sheep. I am your vessel. Use me, God, to speak every word that is intended. And I pray that my flesh will not get in the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Bible says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now. Herewith saith the Lord. So who said it? God said it. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there is not room enough to receive. I'm going to say that again. He will pour you out a blessing that there's not even room enough to receive it all. That means you won't even be able to contain it all. And I will rebuke the devourer. You don't have to worry about hurrying for that next check. You don't have to worry about going to your boss saying, can I get in advance? You don't have to worry about calling every neighbor asking for more and more money. He says, I'll rebuke that. I'll rebuke that devourer. For whose sake? Not his sake, but for your sake. This is a powerful promise but one in which we have difficulty putting our faith in. When it comes to money, we have a tendency to doubt whether or not God will keep this promise. But you can ask any number of people that have proven God in the area of finances, and they will testify to the fact that God has never let them down. 
When you give with the right heart, Jesus will never let you down. Paul even gives us an account. He gives us this promise in Philippians 4, verse number 19. He says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Yes, it takes faith to give when you do not know where the money is going to come from to pay your bills and you have not given your tithing yet. But spiritual math is a funny thing. If you pay God first, he will make sure we have enough to pay our bills. We give to God and somehow he gives right back to us. If we do not give to God first, our money just seems to disappear. We wind up not having enough to make it even though we started out with more money because we had not given to God in the first place. When we put God first, he pours out a blessing that there is not room enough to receive. The scripture says he will supply all of our needs. Notice he said our needs, not our wants. But he shall supply your need. We ought to pay God before we pay anything else. I'm going to repeat that because some of us need to learn this discipline. We need to pay God. We ought to. We should. We have to. It is scriptural to pay him before we pay anything else. The tenth means to give the, the tithe means to give the tenth part of all that you receive in the way of increase. The tithe means to give the tenth. Somebody say tenth. The tenth part. Somebody say all. We're going to learn this today. The tenth part of all that you receive in the way of increase. We read about this, the first tithes that we paid in Genesis. If we go to Genesis chapter 14, verse number 14, and we should have these scriptures ready for you. It says, and when Abraham heard that this brother was taken captive, he armed his trained service, born in his own house, 318, and pursued unto Dan. The Bible continues to say, and he divided himself against them, and he and his servants by night and smote them and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back, somebody say all. He brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the woman also and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chedar Laomer. And the kings that were with him at the valley of Sheva, which is the Kingsdale, and Melchizedek, someone say Melchizedek, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram, the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Then the scripture says, and blessed be the most high God, which hath delivered thine enemies unto thine hand. And he gave him tithes of all. The reason why Melchizedek, king of Salem, is important to note is because Jesus came after the order. Someone say after the order. Jesus came after the order of Melchizedek. Why does that matter to us? Well, let's go to Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 5. We're going to 
learn this here. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made in high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. Verse 6 says, As he saith also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So after the order means in the ways of, the pattern of, the command of, or the direction of. So Jesus came in the ways or the pattern or the direction of Melchizedek. Well, let's put this all together. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 14, verse number 18, it says that Melchizedek brought Abram or Abraham bread and Abraham ate the bread. So in John chapter 6, verse number 35, it says, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. We are eating the bread. How do we eat the bread? It is the word of the Lord. The scripture says, gives us, give us this day our daily bread. Genesis chapter 14, let's go back to verse number 18. says that Melchizedek brought Abraham wine, and Abraham drank the wine. Well, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 18, we are drinking the wine, which is the spirit. For the Bible says, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess but be filled with the spirit that's why on the day of Pentecost Peter said unto them in Acts 2 verse number 38 repent and be baptized who every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive this new wine which is called the gift of the Holy Ghost are you with me? Say amen. amen. Abraham also submitted himself to the priest Melchizedek. We also submit to our priest, which is our pastor. And because Abraham was willing to eat the bread, because he was willing to drink the wine, and because he submitted, the Bible says that King Melchizedek blessed him. For the scripture says in Genesis 14, verse number 19. It says, and he blessed him and said, blessed be Abram of the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. Has anyone here ever been blessed by the Lord? All right. That's, that's a little over 90% of you. Anyone here ever been blessed by the Lord? Anyone know you wouldn't be where you are unless it was for the blessings of the Lord? Not only has he blessed many with spiritual blessings, but he has blessed many with jobs. He's blessed many with homes. He, he's blessed many with transportation. That we know if it wasn't for the Lord, we would not have what all that we have. Some of us lack education, but we still have the job despite the education. Some of us have been put in positions that we know we didn't deserve, but we know it was the Lord that opened the door for us. Amen. 
I'm teaching a principle today because people are lacking the blessings from God because they are lacking this spiritual principle. And we wonder why we are not getting far enough ahead or we think we should be further enough ahead, but we're not giving God's way. Some of us are givers, but we don't give God's way. I'm telling you, you're looking at a testimony here. Someone that didn't have all the education. Now, I have a four-year degree. I have a major and I have a minor. I put a little bit of time in education, but I didn't have all the master's and the doctor's degree and all these different things. I didn't even have the time and title as some other people did when I was working with a corporation, AT&T, before I came here. But yet, because I was a giver, because I gave God's way because I always was faithful unto him not just faithful in church attendance not just faithful in prayer not just faithful in my Bible reading but I was faithful in my giving and because I was faithful in all those areas God poured out a blessing that was not room enough to receive what are you saying pastor what I'm saying is is that you're looking at a live example right here that people that had worked 10, 15, 20 years in order to get to the position that I was able to get to by the help of the Lord just within two years. I put in two years of work and I had the position, the title, and the income that people had worked 20 years for to where people were looking at me saying, how did this boy get here? I got here with the help of the Lord because I was faithful in my Bible reading. I was faithful in prayer. I was faithful in church attendance and I was faithful in tithing. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you there were times when me and my wife first got married, we did not have it. And I'm horrible at saying no. Now, don't use that against me. Don't come up to me after service and use that against me. I was horrible. My wife would, what if you don't learn to say no? But people would ask me, can you come do this? Can you come do that? I'm talking about the account is negative. Anybody ever been there? Am I preaching to a real people? Come on now. We didn't always be where we are. Some of us are still there. I'm going to help you get out of the red and into the black. Praise God. Yeah, account negative. And I'm telling folks, yeah, I can be there. No, I can't. I ain't got the gas money to get there. There's been times my wife and I have traveled and all the money we had was in the gas tank. Oh, y'all, that went over y'all head. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. I'm saying that if where I showed up at, if they didn't give me money, I couldn't make it back home. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to go preach a wedding, and I've got no money. You know what I'm eating? The rehearsal dinner food. And I'm taking it to go play. Because that's all I got. Because that's all I had. Praise God. And I'm just hoping that the people give me cash. Because if they give me a check, I'm still out of money. Oh, I hope I'm preaching to the right people here today. But I was always faithful. My account may have been negative, but I paid my tithes. My account may have been negative, but I gave my offering. I kept showing up to church. I kept believing God because one of these days, I knew my faithfulness would pay off. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 
But now God has made me the lender and not the borrower. God has put me at the head and not the tail. No, it didn't happen overnight, but through my faithfulness. Hallelujah. The scripture lets us know that God, excuse me, that Melchizedek blessed him for Genesis 14 and 19, if I can backtrack just for a moment. And he blessed him and said, blessed be Abram, the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. Once Abraham knew where his blessing came from, he gave King Melchizedek a tenth of what he received. For verse number 20 says, and blessed be the most high God which have delivered thine enemies unto thine hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Some people feel that tithing was required only under the law of Moses. I'm going to help you today. Obviously, Abraham tithed even before the law was given. When the law was given, tithing was established as a part of the Jewish lifestyle. Let's read in Leviticus 27, verse number 30. The Bible says, and all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. Why? It is holy unto the Lord. The tithe was set aside for the Lord's use, so it was called holy. One of the things that Israel omitted when they backslid was tithing. I'll say that again. One of the things that Israel omitted when they backslid, yes, omitting your tithes and offering is a form of backsliding. Because when Israel returned to God, the law of tithing was reestablished. We find that in Chronicles chapter number 31, verse number 5. It says, and as soon as the commandment came abroad, the children of Israel brought in abundance, uh, in abundance the first fruit. Somebody say first fruit. First fruits of corn, first fruits of wine and oil and honey and all of the increase of the field and the tithe of all things brought they in abundantly. First fruits means paying God first. So what I had to discipline myself to do, even when I didn't think I had it, that means when that check came, the first check or debit card transaction that I had was my tithe and offering. So when I'm paid, I'm going to help you do some math today. So when I was paid $1,000 and then Uncle Sam took his money, then I only came home with $850, my tithing was not on the $850 because that is not all. All of your increase was $1,000. Oh, no, uh-uh. I didn't pay God off the 850 and then again give my tithes and offering, but you pay your tithes and offering off of the 1,000. So when you look at that check, you got to look at that gross, not that net. Look at the number up here, not the number that's down here. And then you look at that number that's up here and say, okay, I've got $1,000. So then 10% of that is what? $100. That goes to the Lord. That is holy unto the Lord. All right? That's how you do that. So when you learn to give that amount first, before you look at that electric bill, before you look at that house note, before you, I can keep going down that list. Because sometimes we get that check, and then Uncle Sam done took all his, and everybody done took that, and we got this and that, and we're like, oh, Lord. 
Oh, okay, this bill's being paid next month. We ain't paying that one. Yeah, I'm old brand electric can wait at least another 30 days. I'm going to have to pay that late note, but I will never pay God late. Are y'all hearing me? I'm trying to help you understand. Some of us are more faithful to our electric bill than we are to God. And that needs to change. Because when you put him first, you put him first in all of your ways. And the Bible says he will rebuke the devourer. That's scripture. All right? He will rebuke the devourer. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. So it's important to put him first. Many people grow gardens. Tomatoes. We can go on down that list. We'll stick with tomatoes. And you have tomatoes that grow. You got a hundred tomatoes that pop out of that ground. The scripture says in Chronicles 31 and 5, as soon as the commandment came abroad, the children of Israel brought in abundance the first fruits of corn, wine, oil, honey. Whatever they were growing, whatever they were receiving, they brought the tithing of it. There are people here in this church that have that understanding, and everyone in the church needs to have it. So if you have any type of field, anything that you're growing, you bring those first fruits into the house of the Lord. Because that is holy unto the Lord. We have one here today, and I won't mention their name, but they literally take the very first fruit that comes out the ground. The first one that comes out, nope, they take that, they bring it to the church. Here you go, pastor, here's my tithes. Now that's important. Don't worry about if I like the fruit or not. Some things I like, some things I don't. You're not doing it for my pleasure. You're doing it unto the Lord. There are people that make mistakes and say, I don't support that church. I don't support that preacher. So therefore, I'm not paying tithes. I'm here to tell you, you're in the wrong church then. Amen. Amen. You're in the wrong place. Because let me teach you two principles. One, you've got the wrong attitude. Principle one. Principle two, you don't pay tithing to a preacher. We just read it. The scripture says it is holy unto who? The pastor. The preacher. The Lord. The tithing is unto the Lord. That's who we give to. So when we do it unto him and not to please man, God will give you favor with him and with man. Yes, he will. When my wife and I got married, we understood the whole tithing principle. She understood it. She was raised uh, in my father's church, understood it very well, was taught very, very, uh, very strong in this area, understood it. And when we got married, I told her, yep, this is our tithe, but she didn't understand the whole offering principle. I said, well, well you need to talk about this. See, this is important. I, I, I actually uh, uh, am a strong believer that married couples, before you get married, you need to talk about money. Mm -hmm. Before you tie that knot, you need to talk about money. Because communication and money are the top two reasons why people get divorces. Oh, yeah. There can be some heated discussions about money. Amen. Holy Ghost is out the room. Oh, yeah. It's gone. You've got, you got to go find it. You got, 
where the Holy Ghost had it. <laughs> it's left me. Yeah. Oh, about money. Oh, trust me. Oh, I've had family members call me. I remember, woo, young in our marriage, the Lord has helped me now. Well, young in our marriage, boy, you know, a family member will call me, uh, Eddie, I, I, need a, I need $500. It ain't never just $10, you know. They, they wait until I need $500. I'm like, my God. But it's my family. I want to help them. Huh, I just sent them the money. Oh, boy. <laughs> when my wife pulled up that account, <laughs> that wasn't her hitting me. It was her throwing stuff at me. <laughs> we got four kids in this house. You done sent off all this money to somebody. But it's my brother. It's my brother. You better got to learn how to communicate that. Yeah. You got to communicate. Start the biggest fights. Yeah, yeah. I was in the basement. We didn't even have a basement at the time. That's how low I was. Praise God. And so we had to talk about offerings. What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? How are we going to give? Are we going to give a certain amount? How should we discuss offerings so that we're on the same page when it comes to our tithe and our offering? Because how can a man rob God? Tithing and offerings. See, some people put so much emphasis, as should, on their tithing, but they miss out on the offerings. If you want the devourer to be rebuked, you must follow all of the guidelines and principles of the Bible. Amen? So you must give in tithing and you must give in offerings. Pastor, I've been giving in my tithing and tithing. Have you been given offerings, though? Well, I'll put a dollar here, a dollar there. Well, let's see what the Bible says. The scripture lets us know, if you go to the book of Exodus, chapter number 30, Starting at verse number 11. See what the, let's see what the Bible says. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, When thou takest the sum of the children of Israel after their number, then shall they give every man a ransom for his soul unto the Lord. When thou numberest them, that there be, somebody say, no plague. No plague among them. I'm doing this so that there's no plague among them. Are y'all hearing me, church? This is the Lord talking, that there be no plague among them when thou numberest them. And verse number 13 says, this they shall give. This they shall give. Everyone that passes among them that are numbered half a shekel after the shekel of the sanctuary. So it says, we shall give half a shekel after the shekel of the sanctuary. And then it gives what the shekel was worth. It says, and half a shekel shall be for the what? Half a shekel shall be for the offering. But who's it for? Everything belongs to the Lord. You see that? Everything belongs to the Lord. The half a shekel. So if a shekel represents tithing, half a shekel represents offering. So if a shekel represents tithing, what is tithing? Tithing is a tenth. Well, what's half of a tenth? Five percent. We see scripture right there for it. So then my wife and I came together and said, this is how we're going to give an offering. 
You see that? It says it right there in scripture where you give your shekel the tenth and then you give your half a shekel five percent is our offering. So then therefore we know exactly what we're giving every single time. And then we're all on the same page that there be no plague. That there be no plague. See, even though we are working for eternal rewards, God knows we have needs and has established the law of harvest. We find this in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 6. He says, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Verse number 7, every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. The same measure that we give to God, God gives back to us. We are not supposed to give just so we can have more. But God has determined from the foundation of creation that the more we give of ourselves, the more God gives back to us. Giving is a part of worship. Giving is a part of worship. I'm telling you right now, if you can put all of these principles together, if you can be faithful in your prayer, if you can be faithful in your word, if you can be faithful in the assembling of ourselves together, we must be faithful in our tithing and in our offering. And I'm telling you, when you are faithful in all of these areas and you can put the discipline that it takes to be able to give God your first of all that he gives to you, God will open up the windows of heaven. He will pour out blessings. There's not room enough to receive. I'm telling you that many of us are not receiving what we desire of the Lord because we have not been faithful and lacking in this area. We are doing well in other areas and we're wondering why we're not receiving what we think we should receive because we must be faithful in all of the areas and God will do what he said he would do so what does that mean to us today spiritual blessings that means peace of mind peace in your home it comes when you give God's way generational blessings your family your children your children's children will be blessed it comes when you give God's way physical blessings your health and protection it all comes when you give God's way financial blessings for you to prosper it comes when you give God's way but someone here today all of us here today need to follow the order because Jesus came after the order of Melchizedek the bread Jesus is the bread of life we must follow the word the wine the new wine is the Holy Ghost we must be filled with God's spirit we must submit or humble ourselves listen to our pastor for Jeremiah three fifteen says and I will give you pastors to my heart what shall ye feed what shall feed you with knowledge and understanding? Then we will be blessed. And when we are blessed of the Lord, even before we bless, we must pay our tithes and our offering. That's why Malachi 3.10 says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. Jesus said, prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there is not room enough to receive. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Let's stand to our feet right now.
the Bible lets us know. Scripture says if we're faithful over few things, he said, I will make you ruler over many things. Church, this church will continue to see the manifold blessings of God. But we can hinder the manifold blessings of God if we are not faithful in our giving. If we hold tight to what is not ours, God gave you the job. God opened the door. God made the way. Don't get stingy on the Lord. Listen to your pastor today because I'm trying to help everyone. I don't care if someone hands you a $20 bill today. You give $2 back to the Lord. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because the Lord will give you more than what you even have right now. Some of us need to go back have discussions with family members, spouses. Some of us need to really sit down and say, Lord, work on my husband's heart. Work on my wife's heart. Because some of us don't have the ability to be able to make certain decisions because the family member may be not be in church. I'm telling you, if you will do right by what is given to you, even if whatever comes into the household, the man or the woman is making those decisions, if you would just do right by what is given to you, because some folks get an allowance. Some people are given this, given that. Some, whatever the case may be, you just do right by what is given to you. You hear what I'm saying? Don't worry about what's going on in the entire household if you don't have control over it. But you do have control of what is given to you. And what the Lord places in your hand, Lord, I'm going to give it back to you. Because I want to be blessed. I want to be blessed in my going in and I want to be blessed in my going out. I want to be blessed in the field. I want to be blessed in the city. I want to be blessed everywhere I go. Don't hinder what God wants to do with you because you're tight and you don't want to let the finances go. I promise you, you are looking at an example. I just gave you one example. Oh, I got so many examples. I got so many examples. Uh, my wife and I saying, I don't know how we're going to get through the week. I'm telling you. I did not know how we were going to get through the week. And the phone would ring. Say, Brother Robinson, the Lord laid me on your heart. I've got some food for you. I'm right outside the door. I couldn't get out that door fast enough. Somebody knows the pressure that is on you when you got kids. You don't know how food is going to be on the table. You don't know how to provide for them. But Lord, I've been faithful to you. Lord, I've been faithful to you. You got to change it and turn it around. It didn't happen in one week. It didn't happen in a month. It took time. But I said, baby, we got to keep being faithful to the Lord. But baby, in three days, the lights are going to go out. I don't know how God's going to do it. But I, I just got to believe. I got to be faithful to him. 
and God always made a way. Was it easy? No, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. There's been tough times. There's been night I crawled away and cried thinking I wasn't a good enough man, thinking I wasn't a good enough leader, thinking I wasn't a good enough father, crying, saying, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've got to provide for my family. But I knew to be faithful. That's one thing I've learned. Just be faithful. And since I was faithful over few, the Lord said, I'm going to increase you. I'm going to enlarge you. I know you suffered years not having enough. Y'all hear me? I said years. I know you suffered years not having enough. I know you suffered a long time by not having. You wish you could help somebody, but you couldn't. I'm going to give you so much. No matter what takes place, you're going to be able to bless them. You're going to be able to bless people, whether it be monetarily, whether it be other things, other means, you're going to be able to bless somebody. I'm telling you, church, this church, if we would jump on board and everyone would be faithful in their giving, it's going to be nothing for us to be able to write $10,000, $20,000 checks to bless other churches that are not doing so well. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's the will of God. It's not for us to collect all these funds and then we just sit on it. For what? It don't go nowhere with you. Once you're dead, you're dead. You can't spend a dollar. But it's to bless somebody else. It's to bless somebody else. It's to be a help to somebody else. That's why offering is so important to me, Brother Brian. You know that? I give my offering because it takes offering to keep on these things. It takes offering to get this, keep this thing working. These nice comfy chairs, they didn't come free. <laughs> But as we continue to be a blessing, one of these days we're going to be able to bless somebody else with these chairs. God has blessed us. Now we can give it to you. Are y'all hearing me, church? Somebody here today needs to make a commitment. Somebody here today needs to make a decision. Somebody today needs to step out by faith and say, yeah, I've kind of slacked in this area. And God, I need your help. I need your direction because I need to be faithful in all of my ways. I rebuke the spirit of condemnation right now. I come against that spirit right now in the name of Jesus Christ. No one here. From me, from the platform to the back row, we will not be condemned. But God, you have opened up our eyes here today. I've come to understanding on how to pay tithing right. That tithing is biblical. How to pay my offerings right. That offering is biblical. That, Lord, if I will be faithful to you, I know that you will open up the windows of heaven, pour out our blessings, there's not room enough to receive, and he will rebuke the devourer. Come on, let's make a commitment just for a moment.